The fantasy genre is vast, complex, and has existed for time immemorial. It is a way to escape the drudgery of everyday life, but also a method humanity uses to examine itself in interesting, boundary-shattering ways. We are fascinated with the heights of glory we can rise to, with the depths of depravity in which we sometimes fall. Fantasy gives us an opportunity to reflect on these themes, and let's face it, it's also just plain old fun. Join us weekly on Fridays for the Fantasy in General podcast, where we discuss all things fantasy in general. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 13. Lucky Un- number 13. Oh, I was going to say unlucky 13. Oh. Is this lucky? Is this a lucky episode? Well, people say lucky number 13, but I mean... Are we going to hit 1 million listens with this one? I think so. I think so, too. Yeah, absolutely. We're pretty, I mean, we're pretty close. To 1 million? Yeah, to 1 million yeah. listens. Only... I, I can't even do the math <laughs> yeah, to find out how many know. more that is. I don't even know. But nine hundred ninety thousand ninety nine thousand two hundred more to go. At least, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> hey, we have a lot of listens, though. We do have a lot of listens. We've been pleased. Our figgies are loyal. They are very loyal, and the figlets right along with them. And we really appreciate our patrons on Patreon, who we just completed an. AMA session with. Yes, that was really fun. We just wrapped that up. Um, so if you're jealous, uh, become a patron. Yeah, you get to see our cool backdrop and talk to Kelsey and I face to face because it's video. Yeah, yeah. And we chatted with them. They asked more questions in the chat, we got to know each other a little bit. They got to see our face. Yeah. So if you're wondering what we look like, now's your chance. Yeah. All you got to do is become a patron for as little as $5 a month. Over at patreon.com forward slash the fig pod. The fig pod. The fig pod. So So we're in the teens now. Yeah, we're in the teens. In our episode. Yeah. We are podcast teenagers. Ooh, does that mean that we're feeling angsty? I feel like this episode is a little angsty. This, yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah, we'll get into it a little <laughs> yeah. bit later. We had, we had a really great idea for a character, and it's still a great idea, mm-hmm. so don't stop listening. It's a great episode, great character, uh, made us feel a little bit uncomfortable at times. It did. So, Definitely not what I remembered as a child. Yeah, watched this as a kid, and... Um, you know, when you watch things as a kid and then you go back as an adult and you're like, Ooh, I really, that's fine that I watched that. Yeah. You know? So thank you to our parents. Yeah. Thanks. They were really laid, laid back at that time, I guess. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, Well, we haven't asked this question lately. Has anything fantastical happened to you this week? This week, I'm trying to think if anything fantastical has happened uh not per se school started again that okay that's what i was gunning for oh that's fantastic it is fantastic my kids needed interaction with other kids yeah yours i mean the end right i don't i don't know the end point blank period um (laughs) 
I don't know if anything else has happened. I don't think so. It's been kind of an uneventful week, which is a good thing sometimes, right? As you right? get older, it's good. Yeah. It's no news good. is good news. Yeah. I feel like we've said this before. I think we <laughs> have know, before. I feel like we're aging ourselves. Yes. You know what we did uh, in our AMA? We got feedback. We've gotten feedback before, but we also just got feedback from patrons that we should try to figure out how to use two microphones yes because for those of you who don't know we use one microphone and we sit close to one another yes but now i'm thinking man if we use two microphones we could just like i could lay on the ground and chat you know yeah i guess if you're a lazy podcaster well i mean yeah i am (laughs) (laughs) okay fair enough but so the the problem is that none of us are tech savvy. Not neither of us are. Neither of us are. Um no. neither or neither or does it matter? Neither neither either either. I think it's just your preference. I'm just fancier cuz neither sounds fancier. Did I say neither? You said neither. No. I think uh yeah. I don't know. I guess I like the way either and neither sound a little bit better. It makes me feel more sophisticated. Yeah, you know. And that's what we are here like at the fig, fig Pod. Like so. your Scottish. Oh, here we go. Either. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Ooh. Our patrons got a sneak peek of my Scottish accent. Ooh. Bobby. <laughs> no, I can't. Bobby. <laughs> when you said Bobby, that was. I'm just out. trying to wrap it around my mind. <laughs> oh, man. Um, But anyway. Our patrons gave me a solid B to B minus for my Scottish accent. Yeah, and you were disappointed in that. That's above passing, though. Because I feel good about my abilities to mimic things. Okay. Like Chewy, Yoda. Do it, do it. Is that not a good one? Yoda. Say something. You can't just grunt. (laughs) (laughs) You just can't say, "Mm." mmm. The force used, Luke. I don't know. That wasn't very good. R2-D2. No, that wasn't good. That that was a very weak blaster. C-3PO. R2. R2. Man, C-3PO is a hero. C-3PO keeps everybody sort of grounded. I love that guy. Love that guy. Do you really? I do. I appreciate him. I appreciate C-3PO, for sure. Yeah. Because I feel like, we've talked about this a little bit before, but I feel like a lot of the concerns C-3PO has, you're like, you know what, dude? Valid. Very valid. Valid. Like, we, we should not be going here. Let's go attack this Death Star battle station. Mm, probably not probably a good idea. Probably He has, he's the same as me. We have no business being here. <laughs> C-3PO would not go to Narnia. No. No. But R2 would dash into the wardrobe and C-3PO would be like, R2, what are you doing, R2? Yeah. And, yeah, that's true. And he'd go in after him, his little shuffle. You think that R2 knows what he's doing? I feel like there is no way you could ever, because in the original movie, C-3PO has his little shuffle. Yeah. Because that's as good as you could do in 1977. Yeah. But now it's so iconic. Even know, if right? everything, even if it improved, he has to he's still got to do the shuffle. He has to shuffle. And he knows like, doesn't he know like six million languages? Yeah, something like that. Because he's a, oh gosh, what kind of droid is he? Oh, oh no. Human cyborg relations. Yeah. 
I am C-3PO, human cyborg relations. Yeah. But he's a he's oh. a different he's a type of droid, and I can't. Oh, oh this oh, is terrible. Himes isn't here. Himes isn't here. We I'm gotta look. I'm blanking it up. on the type of droid okay. he is. What type of droid? I'm one of those people that says it as I type. Is C-3PO? He what? is a. Oh. Just say it. Well, I don't need protocol. All... That's it. He's oh, a protocol protocol droid. protocol droid. Okay. Seven over seven million different forms of communication. Yeah, he's impressive. Wow. He can even speak R two. I was about to say we should do an episode on him, but he'd probably be kind of boring. I, I mean, yeah. what else would you say beyond that? I mean, C three PO and R two D two are the only androids who are in. Only droids, not they're the not. Androids. They're not androids. Are there iPhones too? Well, I'm just joking. Do you know an android is a thing? Okay, if you watch Star Trek, you'd know what an android oh, is. Okay, Data well, is an android. Okay, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so droids, they're in. Are they in all three of the new trilogy? Uh, yeah. Like droids? Not the only droids. Are they in every single one of the new trilogy? I know droids in general. No. R2 and C3PO. Oh. I don't know. Because there was one thing where when they did the prequel trilogy, R2 and C3PO were the only Star Wars characters that had been in every single film. That's not true. Luke is. The first six. The prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. Oh, oh, oh. R2 is in one? Phantom Menace? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. They're in every single one. Too bad Jar Jar's not. Oh, <laughs> you bite your tongue. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. So now we need to go back and see if they're in episodes seven through nine. Well, you know, I had an idea kind of for a group of episodes of dynamic duos. Yeah. Oh, R2 and C3PO? Yeah. Very dynamic duo. So I think that that could be interesting. R2's a little behind kicker. Yeah. And then uh, who else would we? Mine all mine all gear towards Lord of the Rings, so we need to think of more. Like Gimli and Legolas, what a great friendship! Oh yeah, great friendship. Batman and Robin. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're a tr- they're Mary a tr- and Pippin. Mary See, and Pippin. I'm, I'm always yeah. You're always. I know. I know. Going to Lord of the Rings. Sam and Frodo. Defaulting to them. But um, <laughs> it's full of. It's, I guess it's, it's big three in Harry Potter Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. James and Sirius. No, they're four. You can't. Oh, you can't because cancel of out the Marauders. That's right. You're right. Yeah, You're you right. Yeah. I'm ashamed. Yeah. Remus. I mean, as much as we hate it, uh, Scabbers as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Peter Pettigrew. That's four. Are there any other duos? Duo squared. That we can think of? I mean, Off we will. Off the top of my head? We will think of them. The Pevensies are four. We've been going for a while, though, because we did the AMA before. So our brains are a little. I know. That's a little true. exhausted. I've been thinking way too hard. <laughs> I got to figure out how to turn my brain back on. I start school next week. Because, guys, we got asked questions live. We did. We didn't have a chance to think about them beforehand. Yeah, that's hard. We just had to use brain power. That's kind of hard. It is a little hard. Kind of like an interview, you know? Oh, yeah. But I'm 
I have to say, I feel like I'm pretty good at interviews. Have you had others prior to this? Well, like job interviews. Oh, job interviews. Not like I'm famous. I was like, you've been interviewed like on the news? No, no. If that were the case, they would have to submit their questions to my agent ahead of time. Which I believe they do. Yeah. So. A lot of time. But anyway, yeah. So I feel like I'm pretty good at interviews. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm fake confidence. Fake confidence or fake confidence? I would say both. Both. Yeah. I was going to say Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson, but I don't know that they're fantasy per se. Hmm. Well, we have spoken a little bit about the illusionist. Uh Uh-huh. The movie? Yeah. Yes. And I feel like that's the same amount of fantasy. No? I would love to talk about Sherlock Holmes and Watson, so I'm trying to. Yeah, I'll try I'm to figure to out a way bend, to. I'm trying to bend this. I'll try to figure out a way to to get yeah, it in there. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Maybe there's one tiny element of magic. Yes. That we can find. Mm-hmm. Dorothy so. and Toto. Oh, mm. are they a duo, or does Toto accidentally come along for the ride? I think they're a duo. No, I don't know. Mm, we'll figure it out yeah there's yeah. more there's more to consider but i like that idea i like i like dynamic duos because you know frodo and sam we didn't mention one them. person has a strength that the other person doesn't yeah no absolutely they need each other that's the yeah that's the great thing about dynamic duos so thank you <laughs> To me or are to dynamic pa- duos? Are you patronizing me? <laughs> no, I would. That's I'll, the great thing about dynamic duos. Maybe yeah, a little things. bit. <laughs> maybe a little bit. Um. Anyway, I don't think we have any real housekeeping. Uh, if you, you know, we answered a lot on our live stream AMA. Yes. So we don't really have anything else to answer right now. No, we are going to be adding new elements to our Patreon page. We are. So yeah. there's going to be more extra. Yes. If you can say that. More extra content. More extra. On, <laughs> on the Patreon page for our patrons. Nextra for short. Nextra? I don't know. Sure. Why not? Okay. You know me. Trying to shorten things up. I do. Um, Abbreviation to a fault. But yeah. I mean, you can do it for as little as $5 a month mm-hmm. for some great stuff. Great stuff. So And there's going to be more great stuff. There is. Because we are slowly but surely figuring out technology over here. Yes. Our AMA tonight went way better than we thought it would. You guys, we live streamed video. First try. First try. That is a marvelous accomplishment for us. I don't want to admit how much time and research that took. Mm. Um, Did you give it a goog? gave it a goog gave it a gave it a bing you know <laughs> you used multiple search engines okay but um it you know it doesn't come natural to people of our um maturity let's sure that's a good way to put it yeah so but it went well mm-hmm. and that gave us real confidence not the fake kind. Yes. To do more. We had fake confidence at the beginning, and by the end, it was real. It it felt really great. Mm-hmm. So, the end. The end. The end. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, should we get into the... Meat. 
I'm going to make you say meat every single week. Apparently. And I know that you can't see it. I'm sure you can feel it through the microphone, but Bobby rolls his eyes every single time. Yes. Verbal eye roll. Oh, another thing that we do need to talk about. I forgot about this. Oh, yes. Go for um, it. Which is bad that I forgot about it is we now have a... uh, T-shirts available oh on T Public. Oh my gosh! Why did we forget about that? It's kind of a big deal. That's a really big deal. Merch. Say it. Merch. Yeah, we have merch, and not just tees though. Yeah. We have T-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, mugs, travel mugs, magnets, totes, pillows. So check it out on tpublic.com. Yes, you can find uh, the link on Instagram in the link in our bio. T public spelled T E E P U B L I C L I C. Yes. Oh, I'm echoing you. Thank Sorry. you. Dot com. Yeah. And we're gonna have more T-shirt designs and things like that too. Maybe the meat of the episode oh, should be a T-shirt. Oh, that's a good idea with a big old steak. Big old steak, or I love that yeah. idea. Yeah. Just cut it up. Mm. Nice medium rare. It just got uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Just like it did when we watched the movie that is going to be the yes. subject of our talk tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so go ahead and check that out if you want some merch, because I know you do. Well, the cool thing about Tea Public too is that you can order it directly and you don't have to wait for us to fulfill the order. So and you could choose different colors for the shirts and things like that. So go ahead and visit over there and Get some merch. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. Kelsey and I will eventually have our own t-shirts. Still not happened yet, but it will happen soon. We will get some. And it'll say the original Figgy. OG Figgy. The OG Figgy. Yeah. Or something. We have to find, we have to come up with some word for us because we're kind of like, you know, the emperors. Whoa. Of of figdom. Of, ooh, figdom. Yeah. I like it. Of the figdom. You say the term OG a lot. Do you know what it stands for? Original gangster. Okay. I'm just making sure. I'm sorry. Wow. I know you're hip, so I shouldn't have doubted you. Yeah. We're going to have to cut to the commercial because we're in a fight now. Oh, dear. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But really, uh, let's take a break for a word from our sponsors before we get into the meat of our episode. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 13. Episode 13. Unlucky. Mm, I would say lucky. Lucky for one. For one? For our character. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So. What did we, (laughs) what character did we decide to do this week? We wanted to continue with the branch out. Yes. Okay, of characters. And so... Hmm. Upon contemplation, yes, we looked at somebody who is a villain. He is. Uh, from a movie from the eighties, and he is a he. Yeah. Yes, he is a he. Uh, movie from the eighties. Yes. It has 
Muppets. Puppets. Yes. In it. It is directed by one Jim Henson. Yes. And our character is, if you have not guessed yet, from The Labyrinth, Jareth, the Goblin King. The Goblin King. So... (laughs) (laughs) I had not watched this movie since I was a kid. Nor had I. Like kid, kid, I don't know. Maybe teenager. I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. But it's been a while. Yes. So we re-watched it to prepare... We did. <laughs> <laughs> After we had already fully decided on this character. Yeah. Okay. We, I don't, I'm not going back on it. We were locked in. We were locked and loaded. Mm-hmm. Okay. Watch the movie. What are your first impressions? Not of just, I'm just saying movie. First impressions of the movie? As, as an adult watching this movie. It, it was a little painful. Painful? Oh. It's a one and a half hour David Bowie music video. That is not... Okay, when you put it like that, that is not painful at all. It was a little painful. Because the music, number one... What a wonderful man. David, well, David Bowie's songs didn't even really tie in to the movie at all. They were just an excuse to have it. It was a vehicle for David Bowie music. Okay. I can see that. Uh huh. Okay, but it's good music. Oh, David Bowie's brilliant. He's and, a brilliant musician. And you can't deny the Rotten Tomato score. Can't you? <laughs> You're gonna be in the minority if you do. Apparently. It just, you know, I see the appeal as a kid. My kids walked in uh, maybe halfway through the movie, and they were locked in. Well, because there's a bunch of puppets. Yeah, they liked it. And me, as the mom, I was a little frightened for them. <laughs> but I, you know, you can't you can't project onto kids, I guess. Oh, some of the lyrics of the songs. <laughs> I was like, this has nothing to... You remind me of the babe. The what? The babe with the power. What power? The voodoo power. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Okay. But... An excuse for he a David Bowie song. He has a great voice and he's very good looking. Oh, well, that is... He's, the second part is super not, debatable. Are you for real right now? I are mean, you for real? I don't look at David Bowie and am like... You can appreciate good looks. I can. Henry Cavill, that's a good looking man. Harrison Ford, good are looking man. Are you for real? I'm a little for real. David Bowie's not ugly. But he's David Bowie. Trust me. I'm not saying as the Goblin King. Like, geez, take the makeup off. Trust me. I know that there is a significant segment of the population out there that is attracted to David Bowie. Okay. Okay. I'm allowed to have my own opinion. Okay. I guess this is a place where we just disagree. Are we going to fight again? I don't know. This is a lot. Because we had to go off the air to fight before. (laughs) We did. We did. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyway... So let's chat about Jareth the Goblin King. Yes. Uh, so who is Jareth? So, and don't say the Goblin King. So Jareth is a... I'm still not 100% sure <laughs> on all of the details. I love that. But in... <laughs> in <laughs> We're still confused. In the film, the main star 
other than David Bowie, is Jennifer Connelly. Yes. Who is a really good actress. She is. Not in this movie. I feel like I know her most from Requiem for a Dream. She's in that. She's also in Blood Diamond. I, I remember her most from The Rocketeer. Yeah, I Which would be maybe. another good episode. I, but I feel like I know her from somewhere else too. But she's I been can't in a lot of stuff. Her. Yeah, yeah. She's. I think she she's been nominated. Face. I think she's been nominated for Academy Awards. Like she's a good actress. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. In this she's movie, very pretty. Not so much. Um, but hey, she does a good job for a kiddo. So her character, <laughs> yeah, she's young in it for sure. Um, Which we'll get. Mm, yeah we'll get to so in this film if for those of you who have not seen labyrinth uh in this film jennifer Connolly's character is sort of a sarah sarah so she's kind of like us i guess she's a fantasy obsessed youth and she's, I, she's more uh like a theater nerd i think right i don't think it's theater because it's a book she's reading the book oh, is labyrinth is. yeah Oh, that! but I thought she was rehearsing. She likes to pretend to be in it. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. And so she's obviously obsessed with this story. Yeah. And so she is... Essentially what has happened, what I get, is that her mother has passed. Yes. And so her father has remarried. And she's not a big fan of the stepmom. Who yeah. really is not a bad person in the in the scenes that we see her? It's like she seems kind of like a nice lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not her mom, so I guess that's yeah, the okay. issue. I mean, and, fair enough. Fair and enough, I get it. I get enough. it. So and then so the mom and the stepmom, the, excuse me, the dad and the stepmom have another child together named Toby. <laughs> and they are you laughing at Toby's name? I just it reminds me of the Great Mouse. It detective. was it was originally going to be Freddie. Really? Yeah. Then they change it to Toby. I don't know what, like, I don't know why, you know? I don't know either. Like, why was that such a better choice? I mean, either but, choice is not great. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so, apologize to anybody out there named Toby or Freddie. <laughs> Please continue. Um, but, anyways, so she has decided that. You just don't meet a baby named Toby. Not that's nowadays. My, that's my point. Sorry. Not nowadays. That, that's all that I was thinking in the movie, like. A baby named Toby. I mean, there's Toby Maguire, actor, Spider-Man. No, I know, but you just don't picture that person as a baby. That's true. That's true. So, okay, I think of Great sorry. Mouse Detective with the Basset Hound named Toby. Sit, Toby. Oh, Toby. That's a great. That is a great movie. You just like Sherlock Holmes. You're gonna try to do Sherlock. Holmes I do in love any Sherlock way Holmes. Possible. I do. I okay, love it. Go ahead. So, anyways, uh, they have her sarah babysit and stuff like that where they go out on dates and stuff like that and apparently she doesn't like so this annoying so they leave and go out on a date and sarah is babysitting and toby's crying and she wishes for the goblin king from labyrinth to come and take her brother away and he's like your wish is my command and he shows up which that was the creepiest Ooh, I have I have chills again. The creepiest part of the movie where she goes into the room and like all the goblins There's a lot of them oh, too. Oh yucky. Yeah, it is a little trippy. And then he comes in, Jareth comes in. Yeah. And basically he's kinda like, The wish has been made and your wish is my command type of thing. Yeah. And takes the takes the little baby, Toby. And he is the the ruler of this. How is this okay? Yeah, he's the ruler of this goblin realm. Yeah. And 
so he's been the Goblin King uh-huh. for allegedly 1,300 years. Which that is not indicated in the film. It's not in research. I just found it. Okay. So I said, Fair sure. enough. Yeah. Fa- yeah. It works. I, I'll write it down then. Yeah. I believe you. I'm not going to question you. And apparently there's comics about this? Yes, there's comics. Okay. Yeah. So there's Labyrinth, Return to Labyrinth, and then there's comics about it. Okay. The gob in the comics, the Goblin King he started as the Goblin King in seventeen hundred. Okay. Which would only make him about three hundred what? Ish three years 20? old. Yeah. A little over three hundred years old. Okay. So I mean there's debate. But it doesn't really say if he's a mortal or if he just lives a long time. I mean, either way, that's super old. I mean, if he's 300, he looks pretty good. 300 verse 13, I don't know. Still old. Old's old. Yeah. He's, so, he's yeah. D- at least very long Impressive. lived. Yes. Uh, one thing that uh, is debatable of him being immortal is he is concerned with his wrinkles. So he's clearly aging. In the comics, he's concerned with his wrinkles? I think in the movie, he says something about his face. I think. Okay. I I read it, and I think it is in the movie. Either that or Return to Labyrinth. Is Um, that a movie? Yeah, it is a movie. Is he in it? Yes. What? Yeah. I didn't know there was a sequel. Yes, Return to Labyrinth. Does it also star Jennifer Connelly? Yeah, she's she's a new adult. She's newly an adult in that movie, so it makes it a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's some parts that are a little creepy. It's a little weird. Um, so he is, he's the Goblin King. Yeah. Okay, but he's not just royalty. He also clearly has magical power. Yes. And it's pretty, pretty expansive. He's pretty powerful. Yeah, he can really do a lot. Yeah. So one thing, one big thing that he can do is he can shapeshift. Yes. Okay, so we see him in the beginning with the bad graphics barn owl. Okay. Oh, horrifying graphics. In the in, in the like credits in the beginning, yeah, it's awful. It's 1980s yeah. technology. But we see him as the the barn owl when she's practicing or when she's pretending she's in the book, you know, like practicing her lines in the park. There's an owl there. That's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we also see him as the beggar in the labyrinth. Mhm. Which right when right when uh Sarah and Hoggle walk up, he changes back to Jareth. So I don't really know the point of that, but <laughs> And Hoggle is a dwarf who is helping Sarah. So part of the deal is for those of you who haven't seen it, the Goblin King gives Jareth, gives Sarah 13 hours to find her brother. Yes. Oh, which this is episode 13. So we're going to pretend like this was intentional. Okay. 13 hours, episode 13. Are we going 13 hours for episode 13? Yeah, we're going all night. All night and all morning, <laughs> apparently. Oh my no, it's, uh, it is currently 9.43 p.m. and I'm getting tired because I'm Already? Old. Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. gracious. Yeah, super old. We got a long way to go. Yeah. But anyways. anyway. So uh, so anyways, so he challenges her. You want your brother back? You got to get him in 13 hours. And so she has to go through, shocker, a labyrinth, which is a type of maze. Yeah, in case you didn't know from the, the movie title. Yeah. To get to the goblin castle. Yes. At the center of the labyrinth. Yeah. 
So that is where... I would just give up. Be like, never mind. Take Toby. I'll explain to my parents. It's going to be okay. (laughs) You're just going to explain that to your... What are you going to say? David Bowie took my brother? My mom would believe it and be fine, I think. Oh, maybe. Yeah, she loves David Bowie. But that's true. But Yeah. yeah, so anyhow, that's how they encounter him in different visages within the labyrinth. And one of them is as sort of a beggar leaning up against a wall. Yeah. As he's kind of monitoring her progress. Yeah. Slash thwarting her. Because she's moving faster than he thinks is proper. Yes. Like, she should not be here already. She she shouldn't be in the oubliette already. Yeah. 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 That type of thing. So. And and he takes away time, too. He does. There's one point where he's, like, the clock appears. He sees her... And he makes a clock appear and he speeds up the time. Well, she gives him a little sass. So that's why that's why he does it. Yeah. So sass isn't always a good thing, ladies. The, well, yeah, I guess that's true. Or you for some fellas, too. You might lose your brother named Toby. You, yeah. So. Which maybe if his name's Toby, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> um, a baby named Toby. Uh, yeah. So anyway. anyways. Um, but yeah, so... He can shapeshift. We see that a number of times in the film. He has the ability to change his appearance. Yeah. But he also has some other abilities. He can apparently travel between worlds or realities. Yeah, because, you know, he's in our world. I don't know if the labyrinth and his kingdom is in another world. I mean, I would assume or just, yeah, like you said, an alternate reality or... It's at least I would think an alternate universe because he like motions outside her bedroom door, which obviously does not contain a labyrinth and a castle. That's true. Or, excuse me, her bedroom window motions out and there's the castle and the labyrinth. That's true. That's true. So he's can alter reality. Yeah. I think. And also switch back and forth between sort of maybe dimensions. Of some sort. Yeah. That's big time. Yeah. He's pretty powerful. Yeah. And he's big with um, um, orbs or what would you call them? Oh. Crystal balls or orbs. Little hand tricks. Yeah. He really likes playing with the orbs in his hands and like, you know. Yeah. He does some pretty cool tricks with them. Yeah. And it seems like it's sort of the source of his power. You he- think so? Either the source or the vehicle he's chosen to use to express his power. Yeah, I think, well, because those contain her dreams. Yes. And so that's what he, yeah, that's what he uses as his power to tempt her, right? Right. So. But then he uses them and throws them and like stuff happens when he throws them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So that's what he uses to kind of express his power to others. Apparently, yeah, I guess so. Uh, he's also telepathic. I'm trying to remember that. Does he read somebody's thoughts or talk in somebody's head? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I just read that on labyrinth.fandom.com. Okay. So I wrote it down. Copy that. Because I don't remember that either. I'm um, trying to remember him like speaking in somebody's head yeah. or reading or if he their knows, thoughts. Yeah, if he knows what somebody's... I mean, the biggest thing that I can think is Hoggle. He kind of always knows what Hoggle's thinking. Yeah, he does. That's true. Um, he could also defy gravity. You he see can. that on those staircases. You yeah, know? he can walk upside down and all that good stuff. And <laughs> kind of go around staircases and. There's very obvious '80s special effects <laughs> yeah, in this movie. They were very, they were very proud. <laughs> um, he also has 
The power of song. Oh, eye roll. He Big sings, eye roll. He sings a lot. He does. Like I said, this is basically in an hour and a half long David Bowie music <laughs> oh, video. Oh, please. He does a great job. He's a great singer. I know. There's no question about that. I know. But that's what they wanted for the role. Well, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. So, I mean, he we'll also talk wrote, about other actors in a bit. He also but... wrote all the songs yeah. in this movie, which are oh, very... Oh, he wrote all of them? Well, the ones he sings, at least. Oh, he did? At the beginning of the movie, in the credits, it says, Songs Written and Performed by David Bowie. Oh. That's interesting. So not only did they cast him, but he, like, contributed a lot. A lot. To the movie. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I thought, for some reason, I thought he wrote one song. I didn't know that it was all of them. No, he wrote, at least all the ones that he sang, he wrote. okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, his power song, obviously incredible. Thank you for your voice. Thank you for your face. Mm, Thank you for everything. Thank you for your mismatched colored eyes. Um, that was that was a childhood accident. That those were his real eyes. I know those are his real eyes. Yeah. But it's the result of an accident? Yeah, a childhood accident. Somebody threw something at his eye or something. No kidding. So one well, not mismatched, sorry. The one of his eyes is permanently dilated. But he was born with one blue and one brown. Unclear. Okay. But I know the dilation. So could he? Is he partially blind? I don't know. Oh. I would assume. I guess. Right. Yeah. That, that's got to be uncomfortable. Or I think about blurry. my eyes being dilated at the eye doctor. It's not cool. Not cool. And to think about one being only one. You got to wear sunglasses yeah, the rest of the day. You, even when I have just one contact, and that's so disorienting. No, oh, for sure. So, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. I didn't know that. That's an interesting little tidbit there. Yeah, so one of his songs, Magic Dance. Um, very uncomfortable. Yes. He really tosses Toby around quite a bit. Like 10 feet in the air. Yeah. And then, well, tosses him, then walks away and has his goblins catch yeah toby which what is his purpose in wanting to keep toby i feel like this is unclear he wants to keep toby so that sarah has to make a choice he doesn't care about toby oh he wants sarah to choose him oh yeah interesting yeah yeah he has some interesting lines towards the end of the movie which we might we'll, which we'll get into a little bit later yeah um but yeah that's interesting okay so i mean he doesn't really care about toby's well-being apparently not <laughs> much you remind me of the babe oh gosh. the babe with the power <laughs> it's really weird yeah really weird Okay, and then uh, as the world falls down, that's the one at the ball, right? I believe that's correct, yeah. Yeah. Which is sort of a, he's he has had Hoggle give Sarah a piece of fruit that she takes a bite of, and mm-hmm. it makes her temporarily forget about Toby. Yeah. And during this little vision scene after she takes a bite, she's at a masquerade ball, and... Where she's kind of the queen. Yeah. Right? And Jareth is there... And it's got a weird sort of romantic tension about it. Yeah. Yeah. In the original script Mm -hmm. and in... So there's a novelization based on the movie. Holy smokes. Okay. um, They like kiss at the end. 
or he that's the goal of the of the ball i don't know if he actually at the end of that ball they do yeah like he's always trying to kiss her they don't in the movie they don't in the movie but originally in the movie that was supposed to happen Mm, yeah um so you know because in the movie jennifer connelly is definitely a minor she's 16 and he's 39 those were the actual ages? That's the actual ages. Okay. Wow, yeah. he was younger than I thought. He looks incredible. I'm not we saying... We have to stop with this argument because I'm correct. Do you know when David Bowie got started? The when? late 60s. And when was this? 86? 86. 86. Oh, okay. So I guess it's not quite 20 years, but he, he must have gotten okay. started as a singer very young. Yeah. Yeah. Not surprising. Pure talent. Not surprising. All right, so let's talk about Jareth as, well, I was going to say as a person, but not really, mm-hmm. just as a character. Okay. So let's talk about some of his characteristics. Well, he's a bit arrogant. Yeah. He's very sure of himself. Yes. Which probably comes from his power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's ruling over goblins who don't really appear to have too much going on. Yeah, that's true. So, I, I mean, I would be a bit arrogant. Yeah. Uh, he's in the movie. I don't know. I don't know how you felt about it, but I got the impression that he is an, he's not omnipotent, but he is an incredibly powerful being. Oh, yeah. Like, he can do all kinds of things. I felt like he was kind of wasting his time being the Goblin King. Yeah. Like, he could have done bigger things. You would, yeah. Right? Did you get that vibe? I, a little like, bit, why yeah. why are you here? Yeah. Just let them... Maybe because he knows he can manipulate them. That's... Oh, that's true. Like, easily manipulate him. Yeah. He doesn't have to work super hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I see that. Yeah. So, in that sense, he's very clever. Yeah. Very true. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's also very charming. He is. And it even seems like when he and Sarah interact with one another, like, she knows he's a bad guy, but there's still a part of her that is, like, enamored with him. Oh, yeah. Which begs the question... Well... Mm, no, we'll talk about this right now. Is he, you know, from Sarah's imagination? So is this kind of one of her fantasies? Or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It seems kind of like that throughout the movie. But yeah. then at the end of the movie, it seems like it was all real. That's true. Because she's partying with the goblins in her bedroom, which is weird. (laughs) And then the barn owl is outside her window. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. It just, it, he raises a lot of questions. Oh, for sure. Of who he actually is. Like part of the movie in, in a lot of ways I felt was the same way, maybe not in a lot of ways, but in some ways, was the way I felt when I watched Donnie Darko. Do not. I was a little confused. Do not. Okay, at one point you told me Donnie Darko was your favorite movie of all time. I, well, one, I was very punk rock, okay? Okay. And I was trying to be cool. Mm. Not my favorite movie. Believe it. But I do like it. Do you really? I think so. I had to. I haven't watched it in a long time. I had to, to Google what was the meaning of Donnie Darko. What did it say? It's his. It's the director's concept of time travel. Okay, I can see that. 
Yeah. Did you know that when you watched it, though, for the first time? I mean, I was a very intellectual I, well, teenager. Fair enough. Oh, you agree? Because I was being sarcastic. Oh, you're smart. Oh. I've I always thought you were smart. I wasn't smart. Maybe misguided, but smart. <laughs> misguided. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there, so there were elements of this story that confused me a little bit, that okay. I was having a little trouble tracking with. Okay. Same. Really? Yeah. Okay. But I think that's part of being an adult watching this movie. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like you're thinking, we're thinking way too hard about this. That's true. Maybe it's just, it's a puppet movie with a magical villain. I mean, do you think so? To a large extent, probably. But I don't think it's made for adults. But there's apparently a pretty intense following for this movie. Didn't you say fans give it an 80-something percent? Yeah, like 86, and critics gave it like a 73 which is Which for is critics is high. solid. That's pretty high. That's solid. Yeah. So it's interesting. I, I'm pretty sure it didn't do well at first, though. In the box and office. And then took off. It became a yeah. cult classic. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've heard is, so like we look at cult classics, quote unquote, like Labyrinth, like Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate those films. But I've heard that directors hate having have made a cult classic. No way, really? Because it means that it failed financially at the beginning. And later on became popular. But they, I mean, hmm. directors want movies to be popular from the get-go. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Fair. Yeah, so yeah. I read okay. that recently. Okay. Okay, so big question. Yes. Big question. Does he love Sarah? I think he does. I think that there is there is certainly, I think, without question, a romantic element. How does that make you feel? <laughs> okay, so watching the movie, it makes me uncomfortable because there's a 39-year-old and a 16-year-old. Yeah. But, I mean, in the sense that it's a fantasy story. Yeah. I guess if you keep that in mind... It's not as big of a deal. I think like that's kind of why I talked about, is this Sarah's fantasy? Is this something that she imagines in a villain? You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I almost feel like, yes, it is her imagination, but something about it has become reality. Is it because her imagination is so powerful? I don't know. I don't know. Because she's she's into it for sure. She's really into this story yeah i don't i don't know like she acts out scenes from this book the labyrinth yeah she really likes it that's for sure she's obsessed so he's very preoccupied with sarah the Mm -hmm. whole time and his want to have her as a companion um and we see that we see that in labyrinth but you see it even more in return to labyrinth so he's still very preoccupied with the idea of sarah being with him okay Okay, so, um, I don't know. At least she's an adult in return? One would hope. So... If it's at least two years later. <laughs> makes me feel better, right? I want to watch Return to Labyrinth now. Because this yeah. movie was, like, strange, but I kind of want to see how the story ends. Yeah, hold on. Let's look it up. Let's see where we can stream that. Because I didn't watch Return to Labyrinth. Okay. I didn't. I only researched about it. Return to Lab. I didn't even know it existed. It must be a much less celebrated film. On Amazon? Oh, is this like... Wait a second. Oh, you can get t-shirts. I need one. With that Ziggy, with well, that Ziggy Stardust hair. 
Well, I was going to say, I want to be Jareth for Halloween now. People would probably know who you were. I really do. Really? Yeah. You'd rock that 80s style rock mullet? I I originally, I've wanted to be Ziggy Stardust for a long time. That would be cool. You think that would be cooler than Jareth? Cooler uh, than Jareth? Why not, why not do one this year and one the next year? That's true. We do a we do Ziggy a trunk retreat at my in laws house with the kiddos. Should I just straight up come <laughs> as Jared? It's like Jared would be less controversial because you know what Ziggy Stardust yes. looks like. Yeah. So if you wanted Ziggy Stardust, I think that would draw more gazes than Jareth. Oh man, that would be. So, I need to be Ziggy this year. I think that's a lot I of think makeup. It's the year. I think it's my year. That's a lot of makeup. It's my year. I. Oh, okay. Sorry. Kelsey, I support you. I'm just letting you know that that's a lot of makeup. (laughs) That's fine. Okay. I, have you seen, uh, spiders from Mars. A few years ago, when we were in college, I did my husband's makeup for Darth Maul. That was a lot of makeup. I was there. You were there. That's right. Yeah. There's a picture of him smiling as Darth Maul, which is a little disconcerting. He got the contacts and everything. Oh, he looked... Like picture Darth Maul smiling. It's a little creepy to think about. But that was a lot of makeup. You were Darth Vader. I was. I was Han Solo. Yeah. Which is why uh, I'm enraged that they killed him. That was a great Halloween party. That was a lot we of fun. We were all Star Wars. We were all Star Wars. Yeah. Hmm. It was cool. Our friend Doug. Sorry, moment of silence yeah. for great Halloween parties in college. Our friend Doug was uh, <laughs> was the, the emperor. Was the emperor, he and put, he he had a huge beard. Yeah. And he put white paint all over his face to be the emperor, so and he, he also spray painted his beard white. Yeah. So it was just like all so blend in. It was very awkward. Yeah. <laughs> It was really great, though. It was we, great. It was a great effort. It was a lot of fun. And then we had another friend who was Chewbacca, and all he did was draw a Chewbacca face on a paper bag and put it over his head. He did. He and did. It, and it worked. Cheapest Halloween costume yep. ever. But yep. it worked for him. It worked. He's tall, too. He's like 6'3". Yeah. So yeah. it was interesting. Yeah. And then uh, we had your wife as uh, Princess, Princess Leia. Leia. And we had a guy named Andy. He was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, that's right. But original trilogy Obi-Wan. That's right. So he had white hair and a oh, white beard. Oh, yeah. Gosh, everybody went all out. It was a Except lot of fun. Except for Chewie. Chewie did not go all out. No. I went all out for Han. Yeah. I loved it. I even bought a Han blaster. Gosh. I had the boots. It was awesome. That was a great one. Gosh, okay. what were we talking about? I don't even know. Oh, you were going to be Ziggy Stardust for yeah. Halloween. Do, 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 do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, you were looking up Return to Labyrinth. Did you find out what you wanted about that? No. Oh, okay. We'll just find it sometime else. Okay. Return to Labyrinth seems to imply uh, that, oh, it seems to imply that uh, he loves her because he eventually lets her leave in order to pursue her dreams. Wow. Good for Jareth. So he finally lets go. Okay. Yeah, and he's, so I guess this might be an appropriate time to bring up the lines that he says in the end of the movie oh, that, yes. that really piqued yeah. my interest. Yeah. So at one point he says, I'm exhausted trying to fulfill your expectations. Yeah. Which I was like, huh. Are you going to use that on your wife? <laughs> Just kidding. 
Oh, dear. If my husband ever said that to me. Oh, dear. <laughs> so I was a little confused about that. Um, but then that made me understand more that he's part of her fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, what else did he say? Oh, he said a line that I thought was really interesting. He said, let me rule you and I will be your slave. Yes. Which is like so deep. It's a little deep. So, yeah, it's... Can you explain that line to me? So he wants her to choose him. Yes, over Toby. Yes, and to stay there. Yes. Okay. He wants to be with her, apparently. He wants her to make the choice and choose him, Uh and he will give her whatever she wants. Okay. So I, I feel like him saying... Let me be your king. Let me rule you, as in let me rule your choice. And then I will give you whatever you want. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Is that like, maybe this movie's more complex than we gave it credit for? No, I think so. And then she says, you have no power over me. Yeah. Which seemed to break his heart. Yeah. Like he was kind of shattered. Yeah. By that line. So, I mean, I feel like it's deep. Yeah, maybe so, it is. Yeah. Maybe maybe we just missed it a little bit when we were first watched it because yeah. it's a little bit. You know who I love? Mm-hmm. I love Sir Didymus. Who's that? Remind me. He's the little he's the little dog creature that rides the dog. Oh oh yeah. That rides the sheep dog. <laughs> yes. He cracked me up. Yeah. I loved him. There's a lot of great characters. He there cracked are. me up. Yeah. I thought he was really good. Yeah. Uh, Hoggle annoyed me a little bit. Yeah, he's a bother. But Sir Didymus, I was like, this dude's, this dude's <laughs> this awesome. This guy's legit. <laughs> when, he's, <laughs> when he's charging on, um, oh my gosh, what's the dog's name? I don't know. Oh, I'm it's so an, bad with names. Oh, it's an A name. Oh, Sir Didymus. Oh my goodness, okay. what's okay, the dog's okay. name? Oh, when I'll he's when he's like tally ho, and he's like charging on this sheep dog. <laughs> I'm like, this is brilliant. Let's well, see. well done, Jim Henson. Ambrosius. Ambros- Ambrosius. Ambrosius. Yes, Ambrosius, you coward. <laughs> you should have named your dog Ambrosius. I should have. I have a sheep dog. Oh man. But it's a female. That's true. Yeah. It's Ambrosius. Is definitely a male name. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ambrosius okay. is a Ambrosius is a dude. Well, I wouldn't have known. But he's a chicken. Um. Okay. So real quick, in Le- in Return to Labyrinth as well, Jareth is shown to have created the labyrinth in order to keep others from reaching him and his heart. Hmm. So he's really guarding himself. So he's opened himself up to Sarah. Yeah. When he hasn't been willing to do that to others. Yeah. Except the goblins. I, I think he really is in love. I think so, too. He's in love with her. I don't like it, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, he has a little bit of a short temper. Okay. So. He does. He, uh, he gets, he, yeah, he gets a little bit short tempered with Sarah at, at times. Oh, he does. So, in fact, in the beginning, uh, she refuses the crystal ball. Mm-hmm. And when she mm-hmm. does, he throws it at her. And when she catches it, it turns into a snake. Yes. What in the world? 
Could you imagine? <laughs> like, geez, man, relax. I think it's... A snake? Now that we're talking about this, gosh, this is why I love this podcast. I, you think more. Because we are you thinking think more about more. it. And so we watch this independently yeah. of each other. And yeah. so now we're discussing it together. And I think it's opening up new nuances and new points of view because I think he does... It seems like now, like, that makes more sense. He desperately loves her. She refused him yeah. is what he's thinking. So, so he, he's like, boom, here's a snake. He's you a jilted lover. Him. Yeah. Is what he is. Yep. Yeah. So that's how he reacts. Yeah. Which I guess if you had the so power. So I guess the end. Yeah. What? If I was going to say, if you had the power to do something like that, wouldn't you? Or at least as a prank. Uh, To throw a real snake at someone? <laughs> well, a crystal ball that turns into a snake. <laughs> Which it looks like a real snake at first, but then when she drops it, it's clearly a rubber snake in the movie. But I don't think it's supposed to look like a rubber snake. Probably not. Just like when he throws Toby in the air. Yes. That's clearly a doll. Just like the barn owl in the credits is supposed to be real, I guess, but it's bad 80s CGI. They did their best. That's got to be one of the earliest attempts at CGI. You think so? 1986? Yeah, I guess so. And it's bad. I guess so. But it's 1986. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So great, great job. Great job. So let's move on to. Yeah, let's move on to how he looks. Which I know you really want to talk about. I'll take over on this. You take the lead. Yeah. Okay. So he has long layered blonde hair in the shape of a mullet and his eyes appear to be different colors. Which it does normally. Yeah. So it's normal. Mm -hmm. Um, As the pupil of one is permanently dilated. (laughs) (laughs) um okay anyway so he's super handsome oh gracious no but he's supposed to be he is he's supposed to be handsome david bowie is not a bad looking person thank you anyways the end period okay so in an early version of the screenplay after sarah refuses jareth Mm -hmm. um he drops the crystal ball and um the handsome androgynous glamorous form of bowie disappears and he appears as a degenerative little goblin. Really? Which is his true form. Really? Yes. That is so interesting. So that's an early version. I guess they dropped that. Yeah. I don't think it would have had the same vibe. No, I don't think so. I think I would have been upset to yeah. lose Bowie. <laughs> yeah, I think... Because even though... I feel like you're a little conflicted about Jareth in the film. Do I like yeah. him? Do I not like yeah. him? I feel like that would have sealed, oh, I don't like him. And that would have gone against that being, um, I don't know, enticing in a villain, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I kind of what you said. Yeah, yeah. Kind of what you said. I agree. I'm yeah. glad they dropped that. Yeah. I like the... The androgynous, glamorous <laughs> form. Because that's David Bowie's thing is androgyny. Yes, yeah. that's 100% Ziggy sums Stardust, super androgynous. Sums it up. Yeah. So what do you... <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think of his costumes? You know, his costumes, for what they are, right? It's the mid-80s. David Bowie is a rock it's star. very 80s. Super. Oh, his 80s rock mullet. Oh, yeah. So 80s. Super 80s. Yeah. And I think his costumes are actually pretty cool. At one point, like at the end scene where he, where Sarah finally meets him in the castle. Yeah. I think there's like three different costume changes in like oh, three yeah. minutes. Yeah. He has a lot of different costumes. He does. For it being a 13 hour period that, are you for real? 
I hope not. Was that a smoke detector? I think so. Okay, guys, this is upsetting because (laughs) I was awake so much last night because there's a smoke detector in my house that was chirping, but not like every minute as if it was a low battery. It was, you know, every 12 minutes, not enough to stand underneath it to know which one it was. Yeah. And one just chirped. Oh, mm. there it is again. There it is again. (laughs) So see, yours is consistent at least. I guess. So we are going to change that. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, that was taken care of. It was. Um, Quickly and efficiently. (laughs) Quickly and efficiently. Uh, We were talking about his costumes. Yes. Yeah. Very good. So they were great. They were. They were tight. Very tight. Very form-fitting. They were They were just David Bowie. Yes. They were. So, it was classic Bowie. Yeah. It could you, he couldn't have been in anything else. Agreed. So It was very Bowie. Just the nice, like, uh, baggy pirate-type shirt and mm-hmm. tight pants. Very tight pants. So. And boots. Yes. And occasionally the cool, like, colonial-style jacket. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um okay so let's talk about some of the actors that were also considered to play jareth okay okay so what's the first one the first one is the prince of pop michael jackson yes um what do you think Mm, wouldn't have had the same feel yeah and given the story i don't think i don't know yeah i don't i don't think because you know david bowie wrote all the songs Mm -hmm. and it would have been a different vibe if michael jackson wrote the song super different vibe and michael was a songwriter oh yeah he could do it but um would have been a really different vibe and i feel like i feel like in the story you're conflicted about jareth as a character do i like him do i not like him but he is also supposed to be a little scary and a little yeah. intimidating. Yeah. And Michael Jackson would not have been able to pull that off. You don't think so? Intimidating? Yeah, no. Never mind. Yeah. That's true. I don't think it would have happened. Yeah, that's true. So Michael, super sensational talent. Thank you for your music. Yes. Not but for the labyrinth. No. He has done acting before. He was Captain EO for Disneyland. Space Mountain. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? I don't. I mean, I don't know a lot. Okay. Well, so you know a lot about certain about things. About certain things. Yeah. If if there's something that I'm interested in, I know everything about it. Correct. But it doesn't span out to a lot of things. Right. So. But yeah. So Michael, mm, I prefer Bowie. Same. For sure. Next one, you're a big fan, I know. I am a big fan. Of Sting. I love Sting. But what's your honest opinion? So it would have been a definitely would have been a different vibe. Yeah. Because Sting's music is like a mix of rock and pop and even some reggae. Yeah. So it would have been a definitely been a different vibe. And Sting obviously has a much different voice than Bowie. Mm-hmm. Very unique and very mm-hmm. good. But for this film, and and Sting's been in movies too, and he's done a pretty good job. Um, but Man, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've seen it with Bowie. I think Bowie. I still think Bowie was you a think better so? choice. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think his persona and his and his singing voice 
fit the part better. Yes. All right. Than Sting's would have been. Yeah. Because Sting, I once I once I read that Sting's voice described as a high pitched rasp. Okay. Which is kind of accurate. Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like David Bowie's, you know, deep voice and singing can feel almost eerie. Yes. And so I feel like that's very fitting. And David Bowie has an impressive range. If you've He's listened, if really you're a great. fan of his music, yeah, you listen to a song like Cat People, yeah, where he has a very deep voice, yeah, and then he can go super high. Like he is a he has an impressive range. Yeah. So I yeah, I mean I agree. I know you agree. I mean yeah, you're a David Bowie yes. super fan. It doesn't matter what he did in this movie; it will always be great. That well, okay, so, yeah. yeah. Music for sure, yeah. Yeah. So a uh, conceptual designer, Brian Froud, uh-huh. felt that Bowie, I mean, you kind of said this, was perfect for the role, describing how his, quote, protean, protean, protean mm-hmm. persona, uh, unquote, made him well-fitted to the role of Jareth. That is a really cool way to put it, a protean persona. Explain. I like it. So protean is kind of like, how can I describe this? Um elemental um oh man what's the word i'm looking for protean is like so for example um frankenstein the book frankenstein Mm -hmm. has a subtitle and that subtitle is the protean man okay so he kind of has there's almost like an ancient quality to him oh okay i think okay yeah so and i think that's I think that's kind of accurate for it's Bowie. Seen, yeah, I I mean, from what you've said, I, I would agree on that. I mean, David Bowie, you would agree, is a very unique persona. Yes. Um, and the Goblin King is also see, that's, a unique. Yeah, and that's another thing is he's a Goblin King. Yeah. And so I feel like whatever David Bowie's got would be better than Stinger Michael Jackson. Okay. For a role like that. Yeah. Okay, I, I can see that. If it's a swashbuckler, Michael there. Jackson. Okay. If it's like a roguish character, maybe, I don't know. I guess he's, I guess it depends on your definition of rogue, but Sting could have done a good job at that. But to be like a goblin king, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but David no, Bowie just seems vibe. to fit That's it. his vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's his vibe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so some fun facts Mm -hmm. real quick about the movie and Jareth, really. So the scenes that featured Jareth contact juggling required many takes to perfect. Hmm. As the actual juggling was performed by professional juggler Michael Moshin, who had to kneel behind Bowie and perform blind. That makes me a little sad. I know. I watched the movie and I was like, wow, David Bowie's got skills. It's, it's, they fooled me. Yeah, I was fooled. That, that was, was impressive incre- camera yeah, work. Yeah, so well done. Um, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So I thought, in my mind, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure Bowie could juggle. Yeah, I'm Seems sure it was like a, something he could do. It's a random talent you would expect yeah. him to have. Yeah. Um, okay, so we already kind of talked about how Jareth was supposed to turn into the goblin when Sarah refuses him, uh-huh. or a goblin. Yes. Uh, but the script was changed. Yes. Okay, and then my question, kind of going off of that, so why didn't he just leave the labyrinth? 
you know, he doesn't he doesn't seem to like being the Goblin King. You don't think and so? And he could, I mean, he gets super annoyed with them all the time. Yeah. So why doesn't he just, you know. What else is he going to do? I mean, he could go to other dimensions, other universes, other, you know. Other universe high. Uh, yeah is that is that really oh okay it it sounded like that's what you're gonna say um he could i suppose but would he be as powerful oh is this like a jadis thing maybe well when we see him with sarah in the room he's doing his little orb tricks and shape shifting and you know yeah Making her see the labyrinth out her window. He's clearly very powerful, but maybe in alternate dimensions in this universe, he's not special in other universes or other realities. I don't know. Well, I guess being the king obviously makes him feel very special and all powerful. He's extremely powerful. He wouldn't be a king Mm -hmm. anywhere else. Interesting. That's an interesting thing to think about. So... And but then I guess, the, go ahead. I was just going to say, at the end of the movie, when Sarah ultimately rejects him, saying, yeah. you don't have any power over me, yeah. he just kind of disappears. Yeah. Is it... He takes that gracefully. Does he take it gracefully? Like, what happened? I mean, because at the very end of the movie, we see the barn owl that he can transform into on the he, outside yeah, of Sarah's the, window. he's there at the end, yeah. And then he flies away. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just seemed like, all of a sudden, his... He just melted away. To her. Hmm. Okay. So, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Because he doesn't, he doesn't actually die or anything. No. But I guess to her, yeah. Like, that's him. I feel like that's him bowing out. Interesting. Okay. Because what he ultimately wanted was for her to choose him over toby or over her life right and she doesn't yeah she says that that kind of temptation i guess doesn't have any power over her so when you declare that what more can you do i guess that's true so interesting when a person that is being tempted by something realizes that that thing no longer has power over them that's the end Wow, that's deep. So it's I, I see these discussions. Now we need to watch it again. I know. Realizing maybe how deep this movie is. I know. And Return to Labyrinth. Uh, we need to watch Return to Labyrinth. So is it? I know. Is it a movie? I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He takes Toby again, though. <laughs> he does. He does. Yeah, little sucker. <laughs> Poor Toby. But he's like, he's like a teenager or something like that. Toby so, is a teenager at this yeah, point. Yeah. Return return return. Uh Return to Labyrinth is the It's an original English language manga. Oh. So it's a it's a manga, not a uh, oh, not a movie. Oh, okay. Why did I think it was a movie? You can get it on paperback for 12.99. Well, here we go. Manga or manga? I've heard people pronounce it manga. I've always heard manga. That's what I've heard, too. Not that I hear it all the time. But that but... might be the Anglicanized version. Yeah. I mean, here we are. So. Mm, yeah, here we are. <laughs> here we are. But I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? 
to Jareth, the Goblin King? The we only got way deeper. Than yeah. The I only thing is, I feel a little bad because I feel like when we started this episode, we were hating on it. But yeah. now I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is deeper than we thought, and I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Are we Jareth sympathizers? Maybe. Maybe. What say you, Figgies? What say you? Let us know. Please let us know. Yeah. Especially if you're a fan of Labyrinth, because yes, this is please. a very popular yeah, film. It is. Let us know your opinions. Because I wouldn't say that we're like, you know, huge fans beforehand. Right. But we had both seen it as kids. It's fantasy. Mm -hmm. We were like, oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let us know. Continue the journey on social media, on Instagram at the Fig Pod, and also become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Fig Pod. Yes, and please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that you never miss another episode of the Fantasy in General podcast. We will see you next week with another episode. See you next week.